Someone asked, what's my favorite haircut? Someone else asked, what are we eating? I already mentioned Kevin and Peter from the church. All right, there is one, um, one good question here. <laughs> okay, here's another one. <laughs> How do you find out what's God's gift to you in life and what's the best way to practice it? This is a really good question. A lot of people sort of say, hey, what's my calling? What am I meant to do? What am I meant to be? And the answer is, I have no idea. And the answer is, you have no idea. And the answer is, whatever it is, it's going to change in five years. And so our calling is continually different depending on what period of life we're in. Wrong answer. Okay. So, you know, in, in college, I may have a calling at one level, right, with some friends or, you know, and, and be there for them, whatever. And then I get married and my calling changes. And then I become a parent, my calling changes. And I get this job and my calling changes. Right. And, and actually, you know, like I'll, I'll talk about my, my own life here for a second. It feels like every five years, something different happens in my life. I move, I go somewhere else, my service changes. And it's just been a very consistent pattern in my life, <clears throat> which is why I said five years. It just seems like every five years, something else happens. So our calling is continually different because we become different people with different experiences. Right? So you can't say, look, I'm called to give people advice. Well, you're 22, you can't give anybody advice, right? <laughs> right? It's probably bad, okay? No, I'm kidding, but you know. And then when you're older, you can give different advice to different kinds of people, right? You know, uh, uh, you can't give advice to a parent, right? I can, I'm old, you know? I can do that now. Whereas, and, and maybe I've lost touch with young people such that I can't give advice to young people anymore. I'm, maybe I'm too old, right? But someone who's 25 can, someone who's 30 can, because they're closer, right? So as, as you change, as you grow, you just evolve into something different. And your talents grow, and your gifts change, and, then all, and your calling changes. The next thing you're put in a position where you're like, oh man, I guess I have to do this thing now. Right? And you may or may not like this thing. You know, it may not be pleasant. It may not be what you, it may not be what you wanted. But it's what you're meant to do. Make sense? What did you have at Korean barbecue? Where's my invite to Korean barbecue? Okay. Um, <laughs> All right, is dating a sin in Christianity even if they believe in God? Okay, so I'm gonna start off by not answering this question. Um, so, um, you know, what I, what I would suggest is, uh, you know, the reason I'm not gonna answer this question is I have no idea who you are, how old you are, where you're at in life, who's this person, where you, where, how, how, it, how dating fits into your life, why are you doing it? There's like 30 questions I would like to ask you before I can answer this question, right? So, you know, if a 14-year-old sent me this question or a 24-year-old sent me this question, I'm gonna have a different answer, right? So I don't know who sent me this question, right? You can raise your hand, but I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> so I'm not gonna answer this question. But one thing I, I will say, and you know, I'll, I'll go out on a, on a limb here, right? I think one of the issues that we have in the Coptic Church here in America is 
issues of, of sex and relationships are just generally taboo. And nobody talks about them. They're very uh, uh, hidden. Don't let anyone know. You know, um, and, and especially this happens with girls. Girls feel very tainted, right? If, if, if people find out about what their past relationships were and what happened, okay? So there's a lot of this taboo in our community and it's not healthy, right? I believe this is an important topic that needs to be talked about a lot, right? Because everyone is dating, okay? And we need to address that issue as a church community in a much better way then don't talk about it. Your husband will explain it to you when you're married. Okay? So, um, which isn't just a very good answer, right? So, um, I, think, I think this is definitely an important topic that we need to just talk a lot more about, but we're not doing that now, I don't think. Okay, uh, how do you not get discouraged and continue to get up after falling several times in a short period of time? Um, that's hard. Uh, not getting discouraged is, is hard to do. Um, I think the, the best advice I ever heard was uh, one of the saints says, patiently accept your falls. Patiently accept your falls. Now he didn't say it's okay to sin. But he said, accept the fall. Now, a fall implies an attempt not to fall, some struggle, okay? But sometimes we get so caught up on being moral that a fall is a big deal for us. And I think we have to reorient ourselves and say, it isn't about being moral, it's about struggling, right? And as long as I struggle, that's okay, right? So, how do, you get not, how do you not get discouraged? You be patient with yourself. Believe me, it's harder sometimes to forgive yourself than, than for God to forgive you. And many people will tell you, oh, I know God forgave me. I can't forgive myself. And what really hurts the youth, and the reason a lot of you will stop coming in 10, 15 years, is because you'll have shame. Shame is what crushes us. Shame is from the devil. Right? Jesus never shamed people. He never used guilt and shame as a tool to get you to be good, whatever that word means. Right? And so what we have now is a situation where people have lost hope. A lot of youth have lost hope. I'm bad. If half the people found out about one third of the things I've done, they wouldn't let me in the church. We've lost hope. Right? And Christ is a God of hope. In fact, when his whole ministry was to what? The worst people. He, he hung out with prostitutes. He hung out with tax collectors. That's what he did. That's who he went to. That's who he was attracted to. In fact, when they would attack the disciples, say, your master drinks with harlots and tax collectors. That's, what he, that's who he came for, he even said. I'm a physician. Physician comes for those who are sick. We're all sick. And in fact, the most dangerous person in this church is what? The person who doesn't know they're sick. The person who's what? Self-righteous. I'm good. Heaven help you. Heaven help you. In fact, heaven can't. Because God can't save 
the saint you're pretending to be. God can save a sinner. He can't save a saint. So the most dangerous position to be in this church is the self-righteous person. It's the person who walks around with stage four cancer and saying, I'm fine. Nothing's wrong with me or my family. We're perfect. Very dangerous. Very unchristian. Right? In the early church, we know that confession was what? Public. And you think, oh my God, no. But it's okay. Right? Because if you think about what that must have looked like, when a group of sinners, who all know they're sinners, sit together and talk about what's messed up in their life. What do we call that today? AA meeting. What do you think AA is? Hi, I'm Mark. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Mark. I'm an alcoholic too. Right? That's what we do. That's how we solve these problems. Right? So when we sit as a group of sinners and we say this church is a collection of sinners... That's a beautiful thing to say. The sinners have come to the hospital. That's a beautiful thing. That's what St. John Chrysostom says. Right? And that's what we're all about. It's one of those old ones. You gotta push the button. Um, what would be, okay, what should we work on individually and also in life? I don't know. <laughs> Probably a lot of things. Um, don't suck. I don't know. There's that one. Um, the question is, what would be your advice to youth? I don't know. There's a lot of youth. Um, the thing I would say is, <clears throat> is um, general advice is good. Talks like this are nice. Right? But that's not where it's at. It's an individual understanding with another person. Jesus came, and he didn't give a lot of talks especially to the disciples. He talked to the people. He did miracles for the people. But with the disciples, what did he do? He discipled them. One-on-one. -on -one. He hung out with them. Each one had their own issue. Each one had their own backstory. And he dealt with everyone individually. So I would advise you to find a father in confession, a spiritual guide, someone you trust, a servant, and have that dialogue with someone who knows you. Right? Someone as you're talking and say, that reminds me of last week when you said blah, blah, blah. I think you, you're hung up on this thing. And the people go, yeah, I am kind of hung up on that thing. Well, you're not going to get that from a general talk. I'm not going to say, oh, here's advice for you. And you're going to go, oh, yeah. Right? That individual, that's the most important thing. Right? Gets, find someone who knows you and gets you. And you can talk to and have a dialogue with. Right? And then, then you, can, you can make progress. Right? I think that's all the questions I have. Anybody else have any questions they want to ask live in person? And glory be to God forever. Amen.